conviction. Yes, sir. Right. Comparison taking place all over this world. Thank God for visions. Seventeen years ago, there was a vision, and it's very evident that there's still a vision. Thank God for that. That does not mean that it does not get stressful. Does not mean you are exempt from fighting the adversary. On the contrary, you will more. So it's very important that you uphold your pastor and the first lady every day in prayer. Every day in prayer. Stand with them. Stay with them. We don't need an uprise. Somebody that won't pray through. Stay prayed through. Give over to the spirits of hell. And let a spirit of rebellion rise up in your heart. And go five miles down the road and start another church. Lehman's Gospel, if you have your Bibles today. Thank you, Pastor, for all of your kindness. A few families that we have recognized in several years, Brother Roadcap. But uh, good to be in service with them again. Edwards can see their family. Still going on to Jesus. And uh, got to Florida here, here on business. <laughs> For the king. Amen. To see my family. And uh, got here. Brother Jeremiah has married. Got three beautiful girls. And, uh, well, let me back up. He's got four beautiful girls. That's what he's got. He's blessed. And I have no greater joy be able to tell you that he's raising them in church, giving them the same opportunity that he had when he was that age. His mother, Misty, is my cousin, first cousin of mine, and we have not, we have not tried to trace the, the DNA too strong from where we are from in our background. <laughs> but we claim to be first cousins and we're family still today years ago it was amazing what God did in their lives traveled all over America done a lot of work an unbelievable amount of outreach it was amazing what all God had done in their lives somewhere along the way for whatever reason the enemy slipped in and got the upper hand. But there's still life. Amen. Amen. And my Amen. prayer is that God bring them right back That's to right. this last hour. Amen. I'm glad he's still doing things like that, aren't you? Amen. He did it for Jeremiah. I'm just believing God's going to do it for the rest of the family. Lehman's Gospel, if you'll stand with us, please. We'll begin reading in verses 4. Heard so much. 
so much, Pastor, about the how I needed to be saved. And uh, it's just an honor to be here. I thank my God, verse 4, making mention of thee always in my prayer. Hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and toward all saints. How do we know we pass from death unto life? That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. We have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Revelations writings, I want to finish reading as a text today. Revelations chapter 2, very familiar writings. Verses 2, I know thy works, thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and how thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first By wiring, uh, considering standards, truths, a lot of things they were up against. And God moved on a man to begin to write to these seven churches. And in the writings, it was to strengthen their faith resolve the loyalty to Jesus Christ and to inspire them to be overcomers and to remain faithful unto death. And that letter is still for the church today. We must remain faithful unto death. Praise God. In the writings, one of the things that he tells us, in spite of what all good had been done, in spite of how they had labored for Christ, there was an issue in verses 4 that says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. It's not that there is no hope here. There's a problem. There's an issue. They had left something that they should have never got away from. The hope in it is that they can remember therefore from which thou art fallen. 
None of us are exempt from this. And if we fall out of communication with Christ, it will happen to every one of us. And, and no matter who we are, the sad thing is that all of us have experienced this at one point or another in our walk with Christ. Amen. We may not want to talk about it. We may not want to rehearse it. But even in the natural, we have taken our companions for granted at times. And have we not taken Christ for granted? Way too many times. But he says, remember, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do thy first works, or else I will come. Ah, if there was a way today that we could pull our hearts and minds in here to the day that we first found Jesus, the feeling that we had when the burden of sin was rolled away. The songwriter said, I never shall forget that day. And he put something inside of us. I remember. I remember. A feeling like none other. Amen. And we know today that God loves us. We know he loves the world. We know he loves humanity. He hates sin. He hates transgression. He hates rebellion. He despises iniquity. But he loves, he loves humanity. And, and he loves them so much that we have, we have Calvary to look back to. We have Gethsemane. We have Geralta. We have, amen, we have, amen, those places to look back to. Knowing there was a place that we could bow our hearts low before Jesus. And say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And he's faithful and just to forgive. I'm glad for the love of a Savior like that. Who would leave the 90 and 9 and go and search for that one lost lamb until he finds them. Skipping over the mountains. Amen. Coming through the woods, through the valleys. Amen. Searching in the thickets. Till he finds that one. And when he's found pulling over his shoulder, carrying it back, coming to the church, wondering who's going to rejoice with him that he found that one lost lamb. How many remembers when you got saved? Praise God. The writer said, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. And with loving kindness have I. Draw thee. He's drawing still yet today. With loving kindness have I draw thee. That's the love of a Savior, isn't it? Kind of like it was when Jeremiah was in the pit. Down there sinking in the mire. He met and he, and he thinks he's going to die there. He met, but he hears a voice one day. Are you still alive? I am. He meant, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out of this place. 
I'm going to lower down a cord for you. We're going to help you out of here. Amen. But he sunk so deep he couldn't get out on his own. And he tells him, I can't, I can't do it on my own. Amen. And, and that faithful friend says, just wrap it around you. And we'll pull you out of this place. Isn't that the love of a Savior today? When we were sinking deep in sin, somebody pulled you out. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not preaching to a people today that got out on their own. I'm preaching to a people today that somebody helped you out of the place you was in. Somebody pulled you out. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I read to us in Philemon's writings and, uh, and I want to go back there if I can for a few moments. But thinking about the love of God, I, I want to share just a few things if I can and I'm going to be in trouble. I see no timepiece here. Amen. But uh, we'll try. We'll try to hurry. Okay. Sometime back, we had a missionary. Uh, they, they was just in for, for just a short time from Jamaica. The pastor, the preacher's wife, Sister Torbert, began to testify. She said that God loved people so much that they had a tent meeting there in Jamaica. When Justin Sullivan, some of you may know him, was over preaching with them. Justin is, you, you know, he's, he's, he's handicapped, if you know him, in a wheelchair preaching. Great man, great man. I haven't seen him in years, but the last time I seen him, he was preaching away. And uh, he was over there, and God moved on him that morning, or that evening. And he tells, he tells that, that there was a man there that, that he just, I mean, he needs to be saved. I think Sister Torbert said he had a joint behind his ear there during service. But God got to moving, got to dealing, and he runs to an altar. Brother Justin said, God moved on him. Give that man your Bible. He looked down in his Bible, had J.T. Solomon, I believe it was, on it. And it was a Bible that his late father had gave him before he passed, or he maybe got it after he passed. And in his mind, he's like, man, I can't give this Bible to him. This was my dad's Bible. But, but nevertheless, that young man prayed through to salvation. And when he got through praying, but just to give him his Bible, the young man with tears running down his face, I'm telling you this was on my mind through the night. That young face, he said, I never dreamed that God loved me so much that he would give me a Bible with my own name on it. And he said, my name is J.T. Sullivan. Brother Justin didn't know that. But I want you to know God loves you so much. There is a Savior who loves you so much that there's something even greater than having your name wrote down in material matters. He'll put your name in the book of life. Oh, hallelujah. How many remembers when he put your name in the Lamb's great book of life? Oh, hallelujah. That's the love of a Savior.
still do things like that today. Oh, hallelujah. God's writings to us. From a, from a slave to a son. From a slave to a son. I mean, let me just briefly run through this quickly. He leaves Philemon, Onesimus does. He's a runaway slave. Very, very, very possible that when he left Philemon, that he took things that didn't belong to him. And he's on the run. He gets into Rome. And while he's running for his freedom, it wouldn't have mattered where he went. He was still bound. Do you hear this preacher? He was still bound up. He wasn't free. He thought he was free. But he really wasn't free. But he gets in Rome. And while he's in Rome, there's a man of God preaching holiness. Oh, hallelujah. And he's, and, he's, and he's possibly even telling them words like this. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Amen. I'm all bound up. Amen. You understand. You understand. Paul's dealing with some traditional issues here. If you was to take a life, amen, if you was to murder somebody, they would take that, that carcass, bind them face to face, chest to chest, arm to arm. Amen. And they had to walk around with that body bound up on them till the decaying body of the dead would overtake the body of the killer. Amen. So here the murderer, amen, the murderer and the murdered, amen, would eventually die together. I'm telling you, that's like sin, isn't it? How many still remembers that? How many still knows that today? Amen. I'm not interested in going back for you. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? And Paul's possibly preaching this, but then all of a sudden he says, I thank my Lord. I thank my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is now therefore no condemnation to them that walk. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I, I don't know if you can see it or not, but I picture Paul preaching. You can't be set free. You can be delivered. Amen. You can do it. Amen. The power that's in the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse and set free. I can almost hear Paul going all the way back. Amen. And trying to let them know there was a there was a time. Amen. There was a scarlet thread that was hanging down. Amen. And everybody on the other side of the wall was to die. But whoever had the scarlet thread, they came out. Amen. Victorious over death. Well, it's still true, isn't it? It's still true in this saints. Thank God for a scarlet thread that brought life to you and all. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, here he is preaching. I got set free from that body of death. I got delivered from it. Somewhere in the midst of Paul's preaching, there is a slave who become a son.
And in the writings, this son stays so close amen, that he even begins to help pin the words of this man of God. And it gets so intimate that Paul is trying to let Philemon know without trying to let him know the aged man is not trying to pull rake on you, Philemon. But I just want you to know you need to see some mercy. You need to see some mercy. He's a merciful Savior, isn't he? How many he wants mercy? How many thanks God for mercy? Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. And here he is. Amen. I'm going to write this to you Philemon. Amen. That I want you to let Onesimus be totally free. He is free in his heart. He is free in his soul. He's been delivered. He's one of my sons now. Amen. You see Onesimus alone. Amen. Means useful. Amen. He may have been useless to you. But he's been useful to me. That's what he has been. So he may have been your slave. But he's my son. He may have been a burden to you. But he's my boy. Oh, hallelujah. He may have been a headache to you. But he's been a helper to me. Amen. He may have been a complaint on your side. But he's been a companion on mine. Oh, praise God. Amen. He may have been a frustrating foe. But he's been a faithful friend to me. And I want you to look again. One more time, Philemon. I want you to realize whom the Son has set free is free indeed. How is that to be free today? Oh, praise God. Amen. He's still setting people free. 17 years, four people. Amen. Though the hard journey that was ahead of you then, 17 years later, nearly 70 people sitting in the pews and a holiness church established. Keep your love for Jesus Christ. Don't let it grow cold. Don't let it be stale. Don't take it for granted. Love Jesus like you ain't never loved Jesus. And don't forget, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And my commandments are not grievous. Keep the love of God. Keep the love of God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know if you can hear the voice or not. I don't know if you can hear a voice of children that are saying, Dad, do you think Mom will come home tonight? I don't know, son. I, I don't know. Dad, where's Mom at? I don't know, son. I, I don't know. Daddy, 
Do you think mommy loves me? I'm sure she does. And we read about a man by the name of Jose. Who God is giving us such a picture of backsliding Israel. And he's letting, he's letting us know that as Israel has went out chasing other gods, You understand today, whatever stands between you and Jesus Christ, that is really your true love. How many honestly today? I'm not, I'm, I don't know you. I haven't come. This ain't a loaded question. But how many truthfully will slip up a hand and say, I need to love Jesus more? How many say, I want to love him more? So we find, we find in the writings children that wasn't even his. And he's there protecting them and loving them and Helping wipe their own snotty nose. Making sure they got food to eat. Letting them know you're not alone. Daddy's right here, honey. Daddy's right here. And as he lays his head down at night, that lonely feeling, I wonder where she's at. I wonder where she is tonight. Come, come Friday. I'm going to go out and look for her. Amen. I need you to come out of the house and keep an eye on the children. I'm going searching. If you get a picture of Jose who slips out on a journey and he's looking for his love. Somewhere in the midst of the journey he begins to hear as an auction's going on. And down at the slave, he met trade days. He met there on the auction block. He met there's a man saying, what do you think she's worth? I know she looks like she's in pitiful shape. She probably ain't worth a whole lot of to anybody. But Hosea steps up. And Hosea Says, I'll give this. Yes. Sir, she really ain't worth that. She may not be to you, but I love her. I care about her. Amen. You know why people stay here for 17 years? Amen. And preach to you. And go through all of the things that pastors go through because somewhere the love of God got in the love of man and the love of a pastor becomes from a pulpit to the love to the pew and they stay faithful. They remain faithful.
an attack on the ministry today like never before. Amen. I must say, if you'll do more praying and less complaining, you'll see a revival like never before. I'm convinced of it. Oh, praise God. It's what I'll get for. Because I love her. She's my wife. Hosea in the Hebrew tongue means salvation. Gomer means complete. But Gomer's life is not complete. On a slave table, being sold into slavery. And salvation steps up and says, I'll give this for him. secure in your manhood or I wouldn't do this. <laughs> but you understand one thing. I get to be the man because I'm telling the story. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. It's all right. Get back over and say, I'm just going to be all right. <laughs> I'm looking around. Sister Compton shaking her head. No. <laughs> He's much manly. Yeah. Can you see, amen, a husband and a wife in silence? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Jose. I've been unfaithful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I won't leave home no more. I've disgraced you. I've done wrong. I've embarrassed you. I've been so wicked. I'm sorry, Hosea. And if you hear the words of Hosea in the Greek writings, even in our English writings, amen, she says, I'll call you Balaam or Balai. Amen. And Hosea turns to her and says, you will not call me Balai or Balaam. You will call me Ish. It's this high in our English writings. You'll call me Ish. Amen. Bilal is a, it's a slave. I'll be your slave forever. You can be my, you can be my master. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. But he turns and becomes more intimate with her. And says, I'll call you, or you call me Ish, and I'll be your husband. I'll love you. I'll protect you. But before we go any farther, I'm going to forgive you for whatever you've done. I felt the Holy Ghost. Wake me through the night. And so I'm still forgiven. From the guttermost to the uttermost. That's what Jesus is doing. Shall we talk where we was from? Shall we mention where he found us at? 
Should we bring up all the things we had done? What about rehearsing one more time? Amen. What kind of a mess we got in? Or would we bind together saying forgetting those things which are behind? I pressed towards the mark. I can tell you this much. When I was unlovable, he still loved me. When I was unreachable, somewhere out of nowhere, there was a hand that reached down for me. And when no one cared about me, when the mess I got myself in, there was a Savior who said, I'll forgive you. Thank God for the power that's in the blood of Jesus Christ. He's still forgiven, isn't he? He's still doing it, isn't he? Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. I'll never forget preaching. I was pastoring in Kentucky several years ago. Strava Sutton, old, just an old country farmer is what he was. He was a type of old farmer. I used to love to hear him talk. I'd ask him words at times. He, he, he just, he was just a, a, a fun man to be around. He'd take a bite of something. If it was good, he'd go, Whoa! I said, is that good stuff, Strother? He said, I hope kiss pig. <laughs> I don't know what good food. And I can tell you right now, gravy over donuts cannot be good. <laughs> you know, there's there are times that they experience taste like that. Yeah. That's not normal stuff, you All right, that's not normal stuff. Well, most Strother Sutton, he was, he loved children. He loved children. I'd hear Brother Strother bow to pray at times. And there was a man's name he called in prayer every time he prayed. And he began to weep and he'd say, God, save him from hell. Save him from hell. Save him from hell. I met that man one day. I came back to church. I said, Strother, I met the man that I've heard you pray for so many times. I never knew the full story from him at that moment. But Brother Strother Sutton had been married twice. His first wife, he, he, he was up in years, no children. But his first wife, a man was with child and she had left him. That man's name that he would call out every Sunday morning in prayer, Sunday night Wednesday. His first wife had left him and joined with this man. She called Strother up and said, Strother, I'm with child. And, and it's your child. I'm coming home. Would you meet me at such and such? Strother went out there that night, daughter's stuff at the crossroads where they was at. And when they went to get in a car, she fell dead beside the car. And when Strother turned, that man was holding a deer rifle. He shot her 
and kill them. I'm telling you this today. And I would hope that Strada wouldn't hear me preaching on this. But I'm telling you, you've been something got into Strother's heart. He married again. They weren't able to have children. He loved children so much. But something got into a man's heart. You listen to this preacher for a moment. Something got in a man's heart. When I look back at all this, if any man had a right to be bitter, I would think he had a right to be bitter. But is bitterness worth going to hell over? Oh, you're going to help me preach a few more minutes here? Don't get bitter. Let love get down in you like it needs to. Till you can get up and you be better. Amen? I can't imagine. Preacher man, I can't imagine, Pastor. Somebody laying my wife down like that. And I, I rehearsed it in my mind. Amen. Strother getting on his knees saying, God, don't let him go to hell. Save him, God. Save him, God. How can a man, how can a man be like that? I'm telling you how. Somewhere. Amen. God takes an old stony heart and he makes it a heart of flesh again. You can't do it on your own. But when you get the love of God in your heart, it'll put life down in you. That'll make you love everybody. I tell you, that's what Jesus does. Woo. I tell you, I want to back preach, but I feel the burden to, to just talk to us about this for a moment. Sister, amen, sister, Mary, uh, sister Mary Geyer, she's done passed to God. She said, I was swing with her one day. Sister Mary at this time was close to 90. I'm just barely 30 probably at that time. been a few years ago. Not that long. All right, it's been a while, okay? I was on the swing, and she said, Pastor, I want to I move more for God. She said, all I can do is pray. Hey, I'm going to tell you that's doing a lot. Keep praying, church. Keep praying, church. Can I have about five more minutes? Somebody begin as a song. I'm not going to be much longer. But I'll never forget her telling me. She said, Pastor, years ago, my husband was, he was a mean man. He was mean to me. He treated me very ill. She said, I never knew how he would respond. And he'd say at one time that I was in trouble. I'm glad God didn't intend for marriage to be like that for everyone. Sister Mary told me, she said, he fell in love with another woman. 
and for years he was gone. When he died, I didn't, I didn't think I could ever, ever, ever forgive that woman. She said, Pastor, she said years ago, our pastor come in at that time, previous pastor, he said, Sister Mary, I was at the hospital today and there's a lady that's dying. We prayed. I told her she could be saved. And she said she didn't feel like she was saved yet. I said, sis, you keep praying. God loves you. Keep praying. And he said, I'm going to send one of the sisters by tomorrow to pray with you again. Sister Mary said, I'll be there. Down the hall she goes. And when she got to the door, she looked up and seen the name. She stood there and wept. She had to make a choice. Do I let the love of God reach down inside of me and help me? Or do I let bitterness consume me and I turn and I lose out with God? She said, Lord, I'm sorry. Will you help me? How many needs the help of the Lord? She walked in beside that bed and the woman's eyes opened up. She said, Pastor, she immediately began to weep. She said, Mary, I've been praying that God would send you. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry I messed your home up. I'm sorry what I done. Will you forgive me? Sister Mary said, you're forgiven. And that woman wept her way through to salvation. And three days later, she died. Ah, that's the love of a Savior. Would you stand with me this morning? I don't know. I went through a few, a few of the, the writings and the, the words of God. I've rehearsed to us. I've rehearsed to us some examples of the love of God. How many feel the Savior here this morning? And with outstretched arms, said, I've loved you. I've never stopped loving you. I'm reaching for you. You know who you are today. There ain't a doubt in my mind. There ain't a doubt in my mind, Mr. Dean. But it's not just for you only. He's reaching for some others here today. He wants his church to know he loves you. There's a Savior who cares about you. Great God of heaven.
Oh, hallelujah. Sister Cop, just step out. Misty Dean, won't you come with her? Come right on down here. We'll make it as easy as we can. Pastor's wife, would you come? Oh, 
one can give you peace you cannot understand. No one can bind you with nail-scarred hands. No one can touch you like Jesus can. Hands that touch the blind, the lame, they suffered so much pain. From the nails that cruelly pierce them. Oh, but from those hands flow liquid blood and power from above. We need hope and restoration. No one can touch you like Jesus can. No one can understand. No one can bind words with nail-scarred hands. No one can touch you like Jesus can. And life doesn't kiss away the pain. And the hurt you can't explain. When the world has left you lonely Oh, but he'll take you underneath his wings And restore your broken dreams He'll love you like no other No one can touch you like Jesus can No one can give you peace you cannot understand. No one can find the world with this love. No one can touch you like Jesus can. No one can touch you like Jesus can. No one can give you peace. Cannot understand.